The year? 2020. A year so bad, it drove two friends to build a time machine just to escape it. For some reason, they had traveled back to the year 2008 to watch and review the best, worst, and most forgotten films of the year. Their stupid mission is chronicled here on Rewind the Times. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new, brand-new, 28, no, 2020 episode of The Timeline's All Mixed Up. It's Rewind the Times. Well, again, we haven't established if we go back and then we own if we come for the movies, then go right back, or if we've been in 2008 since the show began. But it doesn't matter. I'm the first of your hosts, Alex Horton. And I'm the second, Liam Lonergan. Nope. Do you ever stop to think that we might have made a mistake in picking 2008 as a year in film? Um, yeah, I think every episode, yeah. It's, there's some good ones. I won't lie. I hate you a little bit. (laughs) We very nearly watched Be Kind Rewind this week, and I went with your choice of Witless Protection, and kind of hate you a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good. It, it's good that you hate me because we. It'll help us get through the episode. I think. That's what this show has been lacking: I, some animosity. I can't hate you now because we're in the timeline. We're only in. We're just about wrapping up February. We still have ten months of this. <sighs> That's good. I can't turn to hatred, with ten months left on the clock. But imagine how cool this show would be if we were bitter enemies and still had to do it. We're we're, we're time traveling together. We we can't you can't stop time traveling with your time travel buddy. That's law. That's that's one of the time laws. So you're right. Um Let's get into it, right? Is there any yeah, I, preamble I mean, you I, need? I was just thinking about like I really when I picked this year cuz it is my fault. I I was the one that selected the year 2008. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it and I'm like, man, we got, you got Iron Man, you got Indiana Jones, you got fucking Kung Fu Panda, you got Twilight, you got Dark Knight. Like, I was Cloverfield. like, this is some good shit. Cloverfield. Then I, like, didn't occur to me to check any of the other movies that came out, you know. And as somebody who loves film, this is certainly fun and enjoyable, but man. It's front loaded with some stinkers mm-hmm. this year. We're all uh, we're a little bit worn down here in the uh, in the theaters. I see uh, you got quite a few bottles of some kind of alcohol lining the floor. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I think it's a little unhealthy. No, it's okay because when you time travel back, um, you uh. You already drank it in the past. It was like a long time ago, so you're fine. I don't think that's how alcoholism works. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not an alcoholic. Well, me neither. So I think everything's I mean, good, and you should just the, shut the fuck up about it. 
I mean, the real worry is that it's four locos. You know, Liam, you keep... Every well, time I ask you... More like, like eight locos hey, the way wanna... I drink them. <laughs> Two at a time. Yeah. You can... Uh, exclusively referring to drinks only in divisibles of four. It's like, do you want to, you know, get, have a quick bite to eat? It's like, no, I'm all right. I'm going to have, uh, I'm having 16 locos tonight. And I'm like, I, I don't mm. think, well, Liam, I'm a little concerned with your four loco. A full gallon going... of loco. Whew. Yeah, that's a problem. Four loco is... Like, it's gotten to the point where I didn't realize this, because we do run this theater and we do have, like, concession items. I didn't mm -hmm. know you could bulk order every flavor of Four Loco, but you we had, we did receive a $10,000 delivery of Four Loco yesterday, and mm -hmm. um, we don't sell it, so... Yeah, well, I, just I really wanted to... Yes, it is. I really wanted to um, fill my... So, you know, you know how there's like a beer drinking hat, right? Yeah. Well, I made a Four loco drinking hat, but it's like the size of a um, one of the beef eaters hats. So, like, it's one of those really tall ones, like, you know, like the, the red coated wearing like Royal British Guard ones yes, where you like can a... like spit in their face and all that... they can do is beat you up because they actually do stuff. I have one of those, that, and it's, um, like, the size of those, and it fits, like, 24 Locos. And I wanted to try every flavor combination. So, yes, I did order $10,000 worth of um, See, when Loco, you say it like that, was... it seems almost reasonable. But then I was going through our mail, and I couldn't help but notice an invoice for what... And I'm reading this, end quote, like... One of those giant water bottles for hamsters, but really, really, really big... For Four Locos. Mm -hmm. Well, they have that on the Four Loco website. That... And that's just what yeah. it's called. Right. I'm not so crazy. I'm not crazy. I didn't custom order a, a hamster bottle of Four Loco. Liam. Liam. They already had them. You're, lo you're loco. Yeah, like I haven't heard that one before. Good try, Alex. But let's talk about these movies. All right. We'll save the uh, best for last. Let's talk Vantage Point first. Yes. It was the highest grossing film of this weekend. Made about 20 million. No, no, no. Um, let's get some back coverage on that Vantage Point. Mm-hmm. During a historic counterterrorism summit in Spain, the President of the United States is struck down by an assassin's bullet. Eight strangers have a perfect view of the kill, but what did they see, really? As the minutes leading up to the fatal shot are replayed through the eyes of each witness, the reality of the assassination takes shape. But just when you think you know the answer, the shattering final truth is revealed. Vantage Point is a mind-bending political thriller starring Dennis Quaid, Matthew Fox, Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker, Sigourney Weaver, and Academy Award winner William Hurt. Uh, so yeah, just to run down a bit more, it is directed by Pete Travis. Legendary director. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard of him before, Liam. He uh, mm. would go on to direct uh, Dread, actually. I was looking at it, and it was like, uh, the page was loading. I'm like, I'm going to make a funny joke about how he's like gone on, to do, gone on to do nothing. But like, damn, Dread's actually a fucking good movie. I haven't uh, seen it. 
It's really good. It's Judge Dredd. It's good. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's got... Um, we got William Hurt as the president, Dennis Quaid and Matthew Fox as a pair of uh, secret... 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 So, Secret security agents, yes. Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker as an eyewitness. Edgar Ramirez as one of the terrorists. Spoiler alert: Scorny Weaver as a reporter. Zoe Saldana as a dead girl. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, what did you think of our Rashomon style political thriller from the year twenty two oh two two eight two oh oh eight? I thought it was fun. Um, actually, before, can I do some back coverage of my own? Sure. This is unprecedented, but yeah, of so, course, feel free. So, I watched this, I rented this on YouTube, and I watched the movie, I was all, I was all enamored, because I thought it was pretty good, and then I decided to look at the comments, and this, this guy, uh, Forza Ninetales, which is a terrible Ooh. one, he says, I think the description that might of the actually movie... be my brother. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, says, the description of the movie on YouTube pretty much gave away the entire story and announced every plot twist. So I'm going to read that to you, and you can assess whether or not this is true. Seen from seven different perspectives, the President of the United States, who's really a body double of the Prez, is shot... <laughs> during a speech in madrid while the real president in a nearby hotel is kidnapped by terrorists figuring out the terrorists diversionary tactics and stunned by the betrayal of a fellow eight american agent a skittish but brave secret service agent tracks a terrorist leader to find the real president so there's almost nothing that this movie has to to surprise you with that this description doesn't just totally give away well i was gonna say it's interesting because um I when I was like gathering up like making a list of the movies that were in 2008 I did watch the trailers for some of these movies and so mm-hmm. like one of the biggest twists which is that it's a body double is given away in the trailer Ooh. but at least they keep the Matthew Fox thing secret it's that's pretty rough for a description right? for a movie um right I I was pretty impressed by that because I would not have enjoyed this movie, I don't think, if I had seen that. If I had bothered to read that. You you pitched this to me as a as a you just said the word. Rashomon? Rashomon. Yep. By doesn't sound Kira, right. Kirazawa. I saw that movie and Rashomon, I was really impressed by it. That movie's and, fucking great. Yeah. And I thought that 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 pitch is great. Um, but I yeah. don't think it's nearly as good as that movie. Well, of course, which it not, would be not really not hard to do. Um, um, yeah, uh, this is again. Uh, we're sort of. This is a movie. I think I mentioned this last week, but I did see this one in theaters. Uh, I haven't seen it in twelve years. Like I saw it in theaters and never watched it again. But I did remember a lot of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I guess, worth noting that for a movie I hadn't seen in twelve years, and I watched when I was. 14 12 when i watched when i was 11 or 12 uh i did remember a lot of movies so this movie so it is memorable like i was watching this and i was like oh yeah i remember 
all this. And again, I think part of that is also just the fact that, like, you see that same explosion, like, eight different times. So at that point, you just... Yeah. It's burned in your head. But it's a good explosion. It was a um, good... Ex- it was undoubtedly a good explosion. Um, I thought it was really good. I was disappointed Sigourney Weaver wasn't in more of it. But that's, yeah. that's just me. Um, Probably not just me. I think you're in the same boat. No, I, I, I thought it was... I did think, you know... Having Sigourney Weaver appears with Zoe Saldana in virtually the only segment of the film, which is um, she's like a news anchor covering the sort of happenings like they're there for a speech the president's going to give and they're covering like all the shit that's going down. He gets shot and everything. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised they didn't bring her back towards the end because they brought almost everyone back. And I do want to talk about the ending. Yeah. But um, I thought it was the ending was a little convenient. that's what i was gonna say so i i I don't want to skip right to the ending but for the most of this movie i i did i really enjoyed this film i think this is the first time i can confidently say we've got maybe a hidden little gem here like a forgotten Mm -hmm. little like i don't think it's incredible fun yeah um i like yeah but I, i i i think that this is a film that maybe has been pretty overlooked i think I, I think there I mean it's hit or miss it's the kind of thing where it's like fucking motorcycles goddamn sons of anarchy out they're this so shit. cool um that's what this but, movie um, was missing a motorcycle kind of, um no I think the it's got that sort of anthology problem where there are some segments like you follow some eyewitnesses and it's like when they're dealing with like the secret service agents, it's fun. The, uh, like when they're dealing with like what the president was doing while his double was getting shot, it's pretty cool. But then there's like Forrest Whitaker's like taking care of a little girl. And I was like, all right, that's not nearly as interesting as the other sections. And it's sort of like, Mm -hmm. so it does kind of have that sort of choppy, like, it rewinds and then you're like, oh, we're going to spend time with this character. That's not as interesting as the ones you're with. Yeah. You know, it's got that kind of moment where it's like, you know, it's all exciting and it's all very interesting. But you had those moments where it's like Dennis Quaid sees something on the TV and everyone's like, what did he see? Mm-hmm. What did he see? And then we don't find out for like another hour. And it's just like, oh, all right. I yeah. We'll just... Oh, I forgot that he saw something. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I did enjoy this movie, but I, the other thing I couldn't help but notice, and this is sort of like, not to get too cinema cine, too nostalgia critic-y here and just start nitpicking the shit out of stuff that doesn't matter, but uh, the timeline in this film is complete nonsense. Uh, sure. The way they do it... Um, it's 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 notable enough, it's noticeable enough to see their scenes where it's like like I think there was in one part where like when they're following Dennis Quaid and the Secret Service, um there's a part of it where uh there's a small bomb outside of like the plaza where a bulk of the action happens and the characters all sort of like react to it, but they don't know what it is, so they just keep moving. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a scene where like Dennis Quaid hears this explosion and then, like, goes and he talks to this guy and has a full conversation with him, looks at his camera, sees all this stuff, Forrest Whitaker's filmed, notices there's a second bomb, and, like, is like, oh, shit, tries to get it, and then the bomb goes off. 
And then when it cuts to like this uh, local police officer's point of view, uh, we hear like that he's getting the police officer. They think he might be a suspect. So he's getting arrested. We hear that small first bomb go off, which he uses as a distraction to like get away. And then immediately after the second bomb goes off. So it's like completely just broken in that respect mm. where it's just like uh, somehow him punching this guy in the face took five minutes i guess like but i do think it's worth noting that it doesn't really matter like i i noticed a lot of these little errors as i was watching the movie but it didn't like who gives a shit it's still entertaining it's still it's, getting it, across its points it's not a continuity error it's more of a filmmaking thing specs from a guy named pete travis <laughs> Um, before we get to any judgments, there was this cool bit I, I noticed, and I couldn't tell if it was a trend, because I'm not so super well-versed in, uh, you know, filmmaking. Probably more than the average guy, but when we were following the Spanish cop, um, there were a lot of scenes, or a lot of shots, I mean, where they would, like go into slow motion and have like meaningful glances between characters across a, the plaza or you know he spots someone driving it in an ambulance um yeah. and that reminded me of like telenovela type of stuff and i was wondering like is that intentional is that like sort of a because it's you know this Spanish guy's perspective, and he has this. Did you know, they make it racist for the Spanish guy section? No, well, it's not racist, but it like his. I mean, his part is the most soap opera-y. and I uh, I, I mean, couldn't like tell that. if that was like a thing or if that was just. I mean, something it's, it goes so into so part of the. Just that. This is the problem with recording in two different countries. It's just like, are you gonna say something? Mm -hmm. You gonna you gonna talk? No. Um. Yeah. I, I I think there is some like they're trying to give each character their own little unique sort of like style almost, and it didn't quite work. It didn't quite mesh. So I think that's what you kind of noted. But uh, for the most part, I think it worked well. I will say, going back to what G said, I did think um the most disappointing aspect is how incredibly convenient everything ties up in the end mm -hmm. where it's like the president's been kidnapped and he's in an ambulance. And it just so happens that a little girl is in the street when the ambulance is coming up. And even though they've killed at least a hundred people or so over the course of this film, the terrorist is like, Nope, can't hit a little girl with my ambulance. And then mm -hmm. he turns and the flip, the ambulance flips over and Dennis Quaid's right outside and, they catch him it's just it, that i will note feel like felt like there was so much of this movie that was uh, like meticulous and carefully planned out that they kind of got to the ending room just like yeah whatever yeah just whatever mm -hmm. just whatever I don't, who cares it's like uh, fine. which was disappointing yeah it's like it, it's fine but it it didn't really do it for me um uh <laughs> 
I'm going through the film's IMDb page right now, mm -hmm. and um, IMDb has a f uh, frequently asked questions section where users can submit questions and other users can answer it. And the three questions here are, who is the brother in this movie? Did he actually show up in the movie? It's like, <laughs> yeah, he did. He got shot. That was a pretty clear point in the film. Mm -hmm. uh, the second most asked question is, was the satellite in this film from Resident Evil? Yes, apparently. They reused what? the shot of the satellite in Resident Evil for a satellite in this film. There's a satellite in this movie? I don't remember it, but it might have been really at the beginning. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and my favorite one is the final question was, was Enrique really a policeman and he gone bad for love of woman? Mm, that's a good question. I was wondering that myself. Because he uh, just it's... sort of has a bomb. Yeah, well, that's something I will note I missed, where it's like earlier, like they cut to his section, and it's like I didn't notice this, but then they show the woman later, like, getting the bomb from him, and I was like, wait, that's where, that's where that came from? But yeah, it says that the answer here is he was a police officer. He was not aware of the conspiracy, but he's the one that gave her the bomb, so... I don't know. Who knows? I don't understand this. Who's, who, who really understands anything in this day and age? Good question. You know what was disappointing? As I was watching this movie, uh, I, I watched this about a week ago, and I was like, you know who's really good? I really like Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is good in movies. He's a lot of fun. I wonder why we don't see him in movies anymore. And then like two days later, I was like, what's Dennis Quaid up to? And I looked up. Dennis Quaid films new Trump supporting ad for presidential campaign. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, damn. Oh, dang. Oops. Oh, darn. I, sa I said I like somebody evil. I said a bad thing. Now I got to take a shower with my mouthwash. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice shower. Just, just mouthwash. mouthwash. A mouthwash shower. Would you bathe in mouthwash? Sure. I mean, that would hurt. That got hurt. Yeah, it would. You'd probably absorb a lot of alcohol. Which actually, hmm. <laughs> I got some. Yeah, let me Liam. check my finances. You're not taking a four loco bath. Hold on, I have to go have call Listerine. <laughs> we don't have the money. Boop, boop, I mean, we boop, do boop, have boop, the boop. money. I'm a trillionaire. But... Hello? Listerine? Yeah. It's time. Click. Yeah. Hang on, I'm getting They a... didn't know who I was. I'm getting a phone call. Bring, 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 bring. Hello? Oh, Listerine, how can I help you? Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about either. Oh, no, don't, don't, we don't need that much mouthwash. That much toothpaste? It's on sale! Well, if it's on sale, I'll take it. Only if it's cool mint. Ah oh, shit! They already hung up. Ah oh, shit! Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him back. Hello, Listerine? Yeah, it's me again. Um, what you up to? Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna need the biggest bottle you have. No, that's too big. Okay. 
Oh yeah, so it cool mint. Oh Alex, they say it's it's freezing spearmint, not cool mint. Is that okay? No. I mean, I'll take whatever they got. Okay, yeah. Just send everything you have. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Love you. Click. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that wasn't Listerine. I don't know who that was. Anyway, on to the scores. I w hey, what? hang on, hang on. I've got another call. Oh, okay. This is interesting. I'm a loving girl in a loving world. Hang on. Hey, baby. What? Hey, don't yell at me. I know I said he would want the really big bottle, but he said it was too big. It's not my fault you made it too big. Yeah, Empire State Building size was a mistake. Tell him it was too pull big. That off? This is. You don't need to. We're gonna. You're gonna do this right here, right now, just over this. I never loved you either. Oh God. I'm gonna call. Yes, I'm calling Colgate. Hey, Liam, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, we're gonna give a final judgment on Vantage Point. Alright, um... Best moment... Uh, I liked the car chase in this film. I thought the car chase was actually pretty tense, well shot, uh, cool. And I also really enjoyed... Uh, maybe it's just because she was in it, but I thought the Sigourney Weaver segment was very good as well. Mm -hmm. uh, least favorite moment... The ending was too convenient and uh, tied things up a little too nicely. Uh, mm -hmm. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's uh, it's fairly stupid, but if you can get into it, it's a lot of fun and it is exciting and interesting enough. It's definitely worth uh, checking it out if you don't remember it from 2008, which I'm sure a lot of you don't. Uh, I would give it a 4 out of 5. I would recommend it. Okay. Uh, I would... I'd say my favorite moment was when the uh, the fake president was assassinated and they said, uh, like, oh, you know, the threat was real. There was a real attack. We got to bomb this place in Morocco. Yeah. We got to do it now, right now, Mr. President. And then the president's like, nah, fuck that. That's what they want. And we can't do that. We got to be better than this. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Mr. President. Which is not something I've thought or again. felt in a while. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And so that was that was my favorite moment. Um, And then everyone in the room got shot, and that was sad. And then yeah, most my least favorite moment most... was... Why the fuck was that little girl's mother there? Yeah. In the final ending underneath the underpass. That that under or overpass, I mean, had that overpass the reason I get why everybody else was there cuz everybody was like, you know, like that's where the meeting spot was. But the little girl and the mother had no reason whatsoever to be there. It's not like that was a rel area relevant to them or the plaza. Unless that was in some un like cut scene where they're like, oh, if we ever get lost, Anna, we have to meet under this underpass. <laughs> the sketchy and underpass. Then, Remember yeah. that, Anna. 
Remember where your dad got killed? If the killed? bomb goes yeah, off. Yeah, there. Return to the underpass where Bruce Wayne's parents got killed. <laughs> Bruce Spanish Wayne. And then, uh, yeah, I'd give it a four. Maybe three and a half. But I do like I'm Forrest gonna Whitaker. A, we're going to need a verdict. I'm going to say three and a half. And then I would recommend it. All right. Just don't read the description. Yeah, go in. Well, also don't listen to our podcast too. Yeah. Just forget like the last uh, like just forget the last twenty seven minutes and remember the film. Go mm-hmm. watch it. All right, Liam. Let's yeah. get some crossover, cross branding action here. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. For a merry fuck kill. <gasps> As you Almost. Know, Hold on. Our second film. Oh. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Deep breaths. All right. As you are aware, our second film features a one Daniel Lawrence Whitney, aka Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Over the years, Larry the Cable Guy has done a lot of marketing and branding based around himself. So, Liam, tell me. Which of these Larry the Cable Guy brand food products sounds the dig darn tastiest? Larry the Cable Guy, spicy Cajun chicken batter. Larry the Cable, Larry the Cable Guy's premium Bloody Mary mix, or Larry the Cable Guy's get her done Louisiana baby bat ribs with Kansas City barbecue sauce. Hmm. Good question. Um. I don't think I want any meat from this guy. Well, let me let me put this out. The sure. slogan of the meat is fully cooked, just eaten served, and the and the uh, slogan for Larry the Cable Guy's delicious barbecue ribs is, "Is this a great country or what?" That's why you okay. heard it. So kill the ribs. Uh, um. I guess I'd fuck the Bloody Mary. That's that. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, but like, that's the one that I'd most fuck with. So, I don't really have a big thing on on the Bloody Mary. I don't really like them all that much, but I don't trust pre-made ribs from Larry the Cable Guy. So then, I guess the what was it cajun whatever batter for Spicy chicken chicken batter yep yeah that sounds good that. i was really tempted to get yep. some popeye's chicken today but it just didn't work out so that's i think i think that's where my head is and that's what i what i want i uh this is sort of the side note but it's it's sort of funny the last two days i've been really sick i've had a really bad sort of stomach flu and um, it was at the point where it's like, um, I, everyone else had eaten and I said I wasn't hungry and I was like, oh shit, I'm starting to get hungry. I got to see if I can eat. So I tried to think of what is the food I can order that if it goes well, will be bland enough that I can eat it and keep it down. But if it goes badly and I throw it up, I won't care if this food gets ruined for me. So I bought friendlies, <laughs> which is a very <laughs> local <laughs> Uh, friendlies, dude. Uh, I haven't thought about friendlies in like five years. 
Why would you? Friendly's is one of those things, like, out here in the Northeast, we have Ben and Jerry's, which is, like, everyone's favorite ice cream chain. Um, Friendly's is the more local one. And Friendly's, I will say this, Friendly's has some damn good ice cream, and you can get away with some good ice cream from Friendly's. But the, there's a reason why a lot of the restaurants have been closing, and their food is what I would call bland as hell. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, like I ordered, I got chicken fingers and a side of kids macaroni and cheese, which is literally just craft macaroni and cheese made badly. It's mm. just shitty. It's just, it's like clearly like instead of adding milk and stuff, they add water and everything and it just, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I did, I did get sick with it. So I guess I ruined <laughs> friendlies for myself, which oh, no. I'm not gonna complain too much. Uh, but uh, okay to answer the question I would marry the fried chicken batter because I like fried chicken I don't think you can fuck up batter all that much you know it's mm-hmm. just seasonings and spices it's gonna be and dry either way if you cook it well enough yeah you know it's fine I would I, w- I can fuck with some frozen pre already cooked ribs <laughs> I mean it, it, I mean, I, I would I would go to town on some Larry the Cable Guy's rib meat um you know, I wouldn't necessarily want to marry it, but I would fuck it. I would fuck with it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't drink. I don't drink much. I especially don't like tomato that much. So I would f- get rid of that uh, Bloody Mary mix. And I also got to say, I think it's... Um, I, I don't think Larry the Cable Guy... I'm looking at a picture of it here. I don't think Larry the Cable Guy would put celery in anything he eats. So mm-hmm. I think that's also lying to me, which is not a way you want to start a relationship. No, definitely not. All right. Be sure to check out our other podcast, All Wrong Answers, if you like hearing us uh, debate some Mary Fuck Kills in the future. But yeah. now, let's talk about witless protection and let's get some back coverage. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy returns for another comic misadventure as a small town sheriff who unwittingly gets involved in a high profile FBI case. Larry single-handedly rescues a sophisticated woman from the men who are actually protecting her. The hilariously mismatched duo must grapple with angry FBI agents, quack doctors, and Chicago's high society in the funniest, most unpredictable Larry adventure yet. Mm. This movie fucking sucked. It was really very bad. Um, I Very, really not good. I'm going to end our friendship right here now. And I didn't think it was actually really that bad. Like, I don't think it was as bad as you said it was. Um, um, that's unbelievable to me. Uh, and I, that does make me question some things about you, but I yeah, mean, that's your prerogative. I, <laughs> I struggled to watch. Uh, maybe it was because it's early on in this whole venture and my tolerance was low. But I struggled to watch uh, Meet the Spartans more than more than this. I mean, it, it, we'll get to that because it is an interesting debate of which is worse. But keep going. Um, this movie, it was racist. It was sexist. It was unfunny. There was nothing I thought was interesting. Other than the poor quality. But I watched it, and only once did I have to stop and, like, compose myself. I'm going to give it a one. If, if we can go... Wait, can we do zero? 
I, that's another interesting debate because uh, we we both went half a star on Meet the Spartans, and that is a good question on whether or not we can go zero or not. Okay, I'm gonna say zero means we can't watch the movie. Fair, and we got so, through this film. Yes. No, I'm saying like literally unable. Like even if yes. we wanted to, we couldn't do it. I'd say that's a zero. And any like if you can watch it, it has to be at least a half. So, yes, I'd give it a half. So I'm not claiming that this movie is good in any way. I just thought that there were other things that were harder to watch. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, there's it, it, it sort of feels like... Like with Meet the Spartans, it felt lazy, hacky, obvious, annoying. Everything that this feels... The only thing I would say maybe makes this worse in my eyes is how nasty this film can be as well. Like, it is. It is outright, flat-out racist in a lot of segments. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of got that tone of, like... It's, like, got that weird, baffling tone to me that a lot of Larry's stuff has where I can't tell if he's making fun of rednecks or he's trying to be one. You know, where it's like, yes. it, it, there's so much of this movie, which is like, rednecks are so fucking stupid and awful and evil. They should be hated. And also rednecks are like the best part of America. And if we just trusted them more, everything would be okay. It's like, it holds both of those things mm-hmm. in, in its mind at the same time. And it is really hard to sort of wrap your head around. Well, it's um, like a it's like a harmless weirdo type of thing, but it's not. Well, I would, He's not. I would harmless. argue he is not harmless. I mean, the whole film is predicated on the fact that Larry. Uh, so the film, I should say, uh, it also features Jenny McCarthy bafflingly as Larry's girlfriend, and uh, Yafit Koto plays the head um, uh, FBI agent. Uh, in Bodhi. charge of protecting the witness. Yes. Uh, yeah, Which, Kodo, I'll uh, tell you why I remember that in a second. I just know Yafit Koto is an alien and I feel bad for him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, the whole movie is predicated on the fact that Larry is a cop who wants to be a sheriff and truly believes that he thinks he can get into the FBI and he, for the first part of the movie, believes that um, this woman who's in witness protection and is being transported to a courthouse has been kidnapped almost entirely because she's being transported by a black FBI agent and he assumes he's a kidnapper. You, no. Starting off... I don't think... I, 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 think I would argue that... That's not the reasons he gave. Eh. At, at, the, at least. But either way, there's the point where Larry, like learns that she's in the witness protection program after kidnapping her and decides to just keep kidnapping her like just mm-hmm. inexplicably is like if i well i've kidnapped this witness already if i'm the one who brings her to the courthouse i will become an fbi and it's like mm-hmm. all right uh and it is it's just um i just i can't like it i just like the larry cable like the the, oh God. 
the character Cable the Larry Man is such an up <laughs> Cable the Larry Man. He's such an obnoxious, like nasty character in this. Um, he's like flat out sexist to people. He like, like, he, there's like a part where um, he's like trying to get a hotel room for him. Mm. And this was the ho- this is so horrible. Uh, and he goes into the motel room and he finds a uh, in a Muslim man is um, the head of the motel. Uh, and basically it comes down to Larry doesn't want to use credit cards because he thinks the FBI can trace them with it. And the man who runs the motel won't accept a room unless he pays with a credit card. So which is fair, uh, which is fair. So Larry starts calling the man Muhammad, just flat out calls the man Muhammad and tells him that if he, if this guy should stop burning the American flag and throwing rocks at the embassies, um, and that if he does it, that he starts like pretending to dust for like bomb powder so he can, end quote, send this guy to Club Gitmo faster than an Islamic Yihad and will be using his holy book for toilet paper. And, like, holy shit, if that's not enough to make you think, like... Like, this was a film that made me go from Larry the Cable Guy is is annoying but harmless and I don't mind him to, okay, maybe Larry the Cable Guy is actually, like, a really shitty human being. Mm-hmm. If he can, like, willingly star in a movie like this. Not that he wrote it, but, you know... It was when it was when he called the guy Pamperhead yep. that I really I really found myself not rooting for him in any capacity. I mean, it, it only gets worse. Like, like it, it it ranges from either we're going to offend somebody or we're going to make the lamest gags ever. Like, it cuts from this to like Larry trying to make himself throw up by listening to classical music and it's just like that's just stupid like come on it was no good and then there's the whole tsa agent part (sighs) where they have to like because everybody in this movie is an asshole they like have to do a cavity search on there the cable guy and you know hilarity ensues um, Larry's ass smells so bad a dog dies or something mm-hmm. like that. It was hard to watch. Um, I did have... This did spark a mildly interesting conversation with my dad about... Because a movie can have a racist main character and not be a racist movie. But, like, the distinction that I would make is, like, when he's being racist and sexist, he doesn't get any comeuppance. He doesn't no, learn it, from it and it's change his, his ways. Yeah. He, he again, used, I mean, yeah. like, those are his ways, and his ways are justified and right in the, in the, in the movie. And I mean, again, like, you gotta get to, like, at the end of this movie, he, like, gets to the courthouse, exposes that Peter Stormare, who, incredibly, whoever put Peter Stormare in this movie and made Peter Stormare one of the best, like, bad guy actors of all time, 
do an inexplicably evil, terrible British accent it was for the movie. The worst thing I had ever heard. It's absolutely it was horrifying. Crazy um, bad. But yeah, it's like there's so much there's like um it's like he gets there at the end and it's like by the end of the movie he's managed to like just con he like like he just like cons the bad guy into giving him a like evidence by tricking him with like achy breaky heart or some shit like that and at the end of the movie unbelievably after larry's done all this shit and has kidnapped people and all that the fbi are like bending over backwards to try and hire him and he's like mm -hmm. nah I think I've realized that being home is where it matters. And it's like, well, fuck off. It's like, I don't under... Like, like again, there's, there's no point in this movie to, to try to pretend that Larry is not always right and incredibly intelligent in his way of just being a racist piece of shit for the whole mm -hmm. movie. And I don't know, man. I just... It's, it's rough. I don't know what more to say about it other than it's just obviously very bad. And it's really just not an easy thing to get through. Nope. Right. But then you get now uh, you got to think of go... a favorite moment. Um, do I? I mean, I could definitely yeah. say the fucking credits. Um, <laughs> I don't so know. I don't think I could have. I definitely have a worse moment. What Which is it? Is, for me, it was this one line in particular. Like, having already been blown away by the racism and everything in the film, uh, having them double down on it by Larry the Cable Guy saying he's going to... Um, saying, the FBI won't catch me. I'm faster than Angelina Jolie adopting jungle pygmies. Literally calling Angelina Jolie's African-American children monkeys. Yeah, I think that was the point where I was like, all right, I think I'm done with... Well, I was already done with Larry the Cable Guy when the movie started. But mm -hmm. I was like, all right, like this is just... It, it, it's just heinous. It is genuinely heinous how nasty and awful he is in this movie. Yeah. I, I'm going to say right here, right now, half a star. You're right. You know... It's so tempting to give it a zero. It is so tempting. It wasn't literally a scam. You didn't buy I, nothing. I will go with a half a star. Yeah. Half a star out of a possible five stars. Absolutely heinous. Should not be watched in any circumstance. And no. we probably should have arrested Larry the Cable Guy for crimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, we'll let him... We'll let him I hope he's not doing anything else. I really hope they stop making Cars movies so we can stop hiring him. Like, he was barely in the last one, but still. Yeah. Um, Do you okay. have a favorite moment? I don't I don't know that it's favorite, but... But there was an interesting moment where... It was a bit of... It was a bit of baffling choice where... Lear the Cable Guy, he's he's handcuffing this woman to, like, the bed. 
right? And uh-huh. that's not a good scene. No, uh, he he's you can, you can, she's you trying to convince him that he's not like that. She's on his side because she doesn't want to be handcuffed to the bed, which is like, yeah, that's fair. But they have this, I forget what the line, I think it's Larry the Cable Guy says, do you believe me that Bodie is dirty? And I don't know what he actually said, but it was a horrible, like, ADR, not, not ADR, but like, um, like dub, where it was like, do you believe me that Bodie is dirty? And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why they did that. Like, did they change the character's name? Because as far as I know, that's like the only time they ever, he ever say, says his name. I don't know why they couldn't just shoot that scene again. I could just imagine, like, in the editing bay, Larry over a computer, which he doesn't fully understand, looking at this film being made, and it's like, you know what, I think character, I think people ain't gonna be able to follow it if I don't say his name. I didn't say his name, and I'm, I'm confused. I gotta put his name into the movie, god dang it. Bodie! Use that. I recorded it on my phone. Bodie! Okay. Mr. Director, sir, Larry is yelling Bodie at me and he won't stop until we get it in the movie somehow. Help. Bodie. Oh. See, it's funny. We need to bring the horse tranquilizers. Bring Larry some of his baby back ribs laced with horse tranquilizers. More like Saturday night for me. This movie is why we have Donald Trump as a president. And that's my that judgment, yeah. He didn't give it a score. Yeah, half a star. Um, there's Shot no right. there's no reason to watch this movie unless you want to see a racist movie, I guess. If and you want to see what do, a racist movie looks like, watch this so you, movie. If you... Oh, God. If you... It, this is the type of movie where if you watch this movie for any reason other than in the context of like a podcast like this, I'm going to question whether or not I want to know you as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm a worse person and I like myself a little less for having seen it. <laughs> for having created a situation in which you needed to see it. Yeah. All right. So. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rewind the Times. If you would, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it on all your various podcast media sites, uh, comment, talk to us, let us know what you think of it. Uh, We do appreciate it. Be sure to listen to our other podcast, All Wrong Answers, uh, on other various podcasting sites. And before we go, we got to pick our movies for next week, so uh, let's get down to it. We have three options Mm -hmm. for our movies this week uh in first place at the box office with 15 million dollars we have semi-pro a uh will hang on help me (laughs) hang on 
But... Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the. The um. What the fuck is going on? The website I have the podcast. I have the um. <laughs> that was rough. The podcast. The fucking Christ. That threw me off. The website. I have like the box office results on that I'm using. One of the ads just mm-hmm. opened on the podcast and it's like for like a Google like it's like a Google office alternative called uh well I'm not going to say cuz fuck them. But it just started shout like cuz I had my volume up all the way Ooh. for this and it just started shouting like go fish, go fish, go fish at me and I was just, what the fuck? <laughs> That freaked me out. That's man. good. All right, so we have Semi Pro uh, made fifty million dollars. It's a Will Ferrell comedy about Will Ferrell as a washed up basketball player in the seventies named Jackie Moon who tries to get his groove back and win one more championship. Uh, we have I've heard of this. Place, I haven't seen it. The other Bolin Girl, uh, which is uh, which earned eight million dollars. Uh, And this one is a period piece starring uh, 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 Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman as a pair of sisters who both fall in love with the same prince or king or whatever. I don't know the full. This this is a true story, so it just makes me sound even stupider than I am. But basically, they Mm -hmm. both end up being, like, courted by the same royal family and their, like, rivalry that is created when this romance begins and then in ninth place with four million dollars we have penelope a movie about a woman played by christina ricci who is cursed with the with the nose of a pig unless she can fall in love trying to find love so sort of modern day fairy tale so uh Mm. i mean we gotta delve into the will ferrell well and take on that semi-pro yeah um the well feral. Uh, what do you think? Should we go the well feral? Um, do we think should Thank we uh, go with the pig? Yeah, yes. Do we want to go um, modern day fairy tale, or do we want to do something we haven't done yet and go like historical drama period piece? Maybe not as I funny think as period piece, knows, but. All right. So other one doesn't sound week, good. Next week we'll be coming at you with Semi Pro and the other Bolin Girl. I've been your host, Alex Horton. That's been your other host, Liam Lonergan. And please, Liam. hello, Listerine. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Alex said a lot of things that I didn't mean. And I would never go to Colgate because they don't, they haven't supported me like you have. And I had to interrupt the podcast for this. So, you know, I mean, okay, see ya. This is, this was not something I was expecting to be a part of the episode, but here we are. Yeah, well, I needed to say it. Whatever. Come back. Anyway, see ya. See ya.